but I don't need to mention that we're not going to talk about what we're not going to talk about. We'll talk about what we are going to talk about. <laughs> That's a tagline. We're not going to talk about what we're not going to talk about. We're only going to talk about what we're going to talk about. Damn straight. Hello, and we are back. The Massive Attack Podcast for 2017, our seventh year of podcasting. This is episode 59, and this will be our fourth annual Great Expectations episode. I'm Joe. With me, as always, is Mitch. Hello. And we've never actually talked about Great Expectations. No. Well, I figured after all of our dickens in the end of the 12 Days of Christmas, maybe this should be our official Great Expectations episode rather than talking about movies. You think people haven't had enough of our dickens? That's the dickens. So you said it, and it still hasn't caught on as a saying, has it? No. That's the Dickens. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you said it in one of the 12 Days episodes, and you were like, that should be an expression that people use. I don't even remember that's how much I like it. But no, we're not going to be talking about Charles Dickens. We are going to be talking about the film and a little bit of television that we are looking forward to in 2017. Let's jump into television first. Now... There was a few things that we were kind of excited about in 2016 television-wise. Yep. Some of them, I think, paid off, as in Westworld was something yes. I was really looking forward to that was really good. The strangest things. Everyone saw that coming. Well, that's no. what I was about to say. There was there was other things that just came out of nowhere and blew us away. Yep. So maybe this year might be the same. But there's been a few announcements of things that are coming this year. Obviously, there is the usual returning current seasons of yeah, things. Yeah, so we're not, not going to talk about the returning shows. No, so we won't mention Game of Thrones the new series of Sherlock or anything like that. We'll talk about reboots, remakes, and new stuff. New, yes. So on the reboot, remake side of things, something that I'm quite excited about would be the return of Twin Peaks. That was going to be my ender, but that's all right. Well. Yes, let's start strong then, shall we? Yes, yes, I'm super excited about this baby. Super excited. Yes, and the fact that it is David Lynch still. And Mark Frost, yep. Yeah. Is it a complete reboot or is no, it that's a continuation on it's 25 no, it years later it's, it's, yeah. it is the last episode though it's a shame it's a year late because the last episode spoilers for those who haven't watched a 25 year old show had agent cooper getting stuck in the red lodge and i'll see you again in 25 years and then you sort of had a cut scene of him or the last scene of him older the, the weird thing is 25 years later he looks great he looks nothing like the old <laughs> version makeup that they put on him in it. Lynch has said it still has connections to the Laura Palmer murder and things like that. So it's it's all connected. And a lot of the cast are back. Some have died, unfortunately. Like Jack Nance, who the, she's dead, wrapped in plastic, guy. And I think the log lady died as well. That was his wife in real yeah. life. Yeah. yeah, so they're both gone. Some haven't come back. I think Sheriff Truman didn't come back, I think. But a lot of people have, and that's fantastic. So who knows what it is? I mean, I'm I'm worried because the expectations are so high because I I love it so much. But it'll be interesting to see what that where they go and what they do with it. And it's funny you look at a lot of TV now. Like I I've been catching my wife not catching. It's not like she's sneaking it in, but she's been watching Pretty Little Liars on Netflix, and it is shit. But you wouldn't have a show like that without Twin Peaks. And the thing with that is, it's five seasons in, and it's just just one person manipulating these four girls. And they didn't find out who it was until like halfway through the last season. So it's worse than lost as far as payoff go. Mm. And I don't think it was well done either. And it's like, Ugh. so as good as Twin Peaks was, it redefined television and it influenced so much television since. It'll be interesting if they're going to do the same thing and that's great. Or are they going to try to do something new, which is going to be very hard to redefine television again. Because TV is so different now. It just 
everything in general is different to when Twin Peaks came out. Because when it originally came out, I can remember, obviously, it's pre-internet days. And there was no spoilers or anything like that. But we were running... there was. Was there? Our one listener, Michael Dot, <laughs> he, he always reminds me that I actually slipped a note into his locker at school telling him who killed Laura Palmer. Because I knew, and I don't believe I did this. I believe I would do something like this, but I never knew who did it. I only watched it like four years ago for the yep. first time. So I don't believe that I did this. I believe I would have, but, I don't, I, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I didn't know, so okay. I don't know how. But, but yeah, he tells me vehemently that, yes, I spoiled Twin okay. Peaks. Okay, because well, I remember being at work in early days of my working life. I think it would have been, I'd only been working probably a couple of years at that stage. But I remember we ran a book at, at work and we all took guesses of who we thought the murderer was going to be. And we all had a bet on it. Like, How'd you go? I don't think I won. I thought it was going to be her boyfriend. Was it the uh, James Marshall character? Mm, James? There was Jimmy. Yeah, I think it was a James. James Marshall's the actor, isn't he? There was definitely James in there. I don't know. There was but, a Jimmy and there was a thing. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, I, th- I thought it was going to be the boyfriend, but obviously it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah, Twin Peaks. Looking forward yes. to that. And that's coming out. When's that? May twenty first. So bring it on. And yes. weekly as well. I'm glad because I do have an issue with the whole Netflix dumping in one go thing. Yes. And especially with Twin Peaks. If it goes down the level that I'm hoping, I want to discuss it for a week before the next episode comes out. I don't want people to mainline it, other people to catch up, and this and that. I want to discuss it, let it sink in, watch it a couple of times before I watch the next episode. If it's that good. Yep. But speaking of Netflix, another thing coming up in the Marvel universe will be Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. which I haven't watched any of the previous Marvel Netflix shows, but I'm kind of intrigued. I'm excited about these all, all the time. So last year I was excited about Daredevil and Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Yep. I watched all those, except Luke Cage, because I still haven't got around to finishing it yet. So I'm going to say I'm excited about all these shows again. But for some reason, I don't jump on the quickness of everyone else and binge watch. And then once I miss it for whatever reason, I don't get around to it. I just then it, it's harder to get back and finish once it's sort of the zeitgeist is gone and everyone's not talking about it anymore. It's like oh, I'll get to it eventually. So not only do we have Iron Fist, we've also got the Punisher. Yep. And we've also got the Defenders. Yes. So Netflix is pretty busy as far as Marvel goes. And it's not the last we're going to talk about Marvel. Let's, well, we'll go on to more Marvel TV. We've got the Inhumans coming out this year as well, which is um, like mutants but not. And the first two episodes are going to be released on IMAX first and then okay. on TV. So who knows what they're doing with this. It's just Marvel doing stuff good on them for yep. trying. They've got to catch up with the DC. They're not really failing with the way they're doing it. I still watch Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. I actually think it's improved this year. So bring on Inhumans. I'm happy for more good TV as long as it's good. And to stick with Marvel TV, but it's technically not Marvel Cinematic Universe, we have Legion, which is a mutant story. I don't know if it's meant to be Charles Xavier's son, but it's a mutant with multiple personalities, and those multiple personalities have multiple powers. And it looks kind of funky. The trailer looks really good. So, um, yeah, looking forward to Legion. So bring that on. Hmm. There wasn't much more on the TV side of things that I had written down. uh, Another thing I was thinking that might be good is the new Star Trek that's coming. Star Trek Discovery. But then the fact that it has been meant to have come out for a little while and it's been pushed back. And then there was talk that you had to become a a subscriber to the Star Trek type network to watch it. No, it's it's a bit of a, not a mess, but Brian Fuller was the showrunner on it. And he's had to leave because he's off making American gods which is another mini series i'm looking forward to which is based on neil gaiman's book so he's still involved but he's not as involved as he was before so he had to leave so that took things back a bit you got michelle yo as the captain so that could be interesting because netflix changed the landscape of television in a lot of ways everyone was selling to netflix or netflix was buying their shows everyone's realized now it's like what are we giving our content away for when we can draw people to us 
and we can control. So even Foxtel here, which is a cable equivalent, has its own content, like its online content now, because they don't want to lose to the others. So because before, I mean, with an IQ box, you could record. That's right. And that was it. So Foxtel was watch it live or record it to your IQ box. That was it. Now with the new IQ two, I think you can actually go to on the menu and watch yeah, something well, on demand we, now. We've yeah? got an IQ too, and as long as you're connected to the internet, you can watch so on demand They've stuff. got demand stuff, and yeah. with, a, with a subscription, you can also go online on an iPad yeah, or something. And, and But with the IQ too, you can definitely, if you're connected, you can, say, download a whole box set yep. of, of, you know... And they, they have whatever. to. That's yeah. what's out there. I mean, that's yeah. what Netflix has changed. So, But everyone's doing their own now. Every network's got their own catch-up TV or equivalent and things like that so this is Paramount which is Star Trek so I don't know who the CBS I think is the yeah, equivalent CBS yep. so they are starting their own on demand network equivalent so this is testing the water with a big commodity saying alright it's free you just have to be a subscriber to the CBS network so I think CBS is free over there it's one of the free channels Yeah. you just have to be on the internet and all that sort of stuff it could ostracise a lot of people but it's trying something new. Globally, it's available for free. Like, I think it's coming to Netflix in Australia, so I okay. will have access to it that way, so there will be no filthy pirating going on for that show, at least. I think, though, the, the fact that it is Star Trek and there is a massive fan base of Star Trek, they probably, even if all of them don't go and subscribe to the CBS network to watch it, there's probably enough of them to make it worthwhile. I, I think so. Know. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping it's really good. Like, I'm happy to be a person with Star Wars, you know, out there and comic book movies and all this sort of stuff. Give me more Star Trek 2. I really enjoy Star Trek. Star Trek 2, Wrath of Khan. It's a great movie. It's just not just a great Star Trek movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. But yeah. Right, so what else have we got for TV, Mitch? Well, we have Big Little Lies, which is a HBO 7 parter with Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman. Doesn't sound like much with that, I know. It's a bit Twin peaks in the fact that it's like this ideal suburban life where there is a undertone of something more sinister going on. And seven episodes, I like the sound of that. Yeah. Anything longer than that's a bit long nowadays. I like seven. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think they should fall into the British series sort of mentality of having shorter seasons. Yep. Because then, yeah, it's compact, it's done, yep. move on. Now, Craig Berlanti is the brains behind Arrow, Flash, Legend of Tomorrow, and he's got a new show coming up based on a comic property, but it's not a DC comic property, it's actually Archie. Mm. And it's a show called Riverdale, but it looks more like Twin Peaks than it does an Archie comic. So there is actually a murder at the centre of the storyline. And if you look at all the promo photos and this and that, it's got a, a dark undertone to everything. So I was like, I'm totally intrigued by this. It's like, yes, I'm a Twin Peaks fan, so give me a chance to do something. So. <laughs> Yeah, so Riverdale, January 26th, Australia Day here, or Invasion Day, however you want to look at it, but that's when that comes out. February 2, we have another DC TV show set in the DC Universe called Powerless, which is a half-hour sitcom with Danny Pudi from Community, and Vanessa Hudgen from High School Musical, mm. and Alan Tudyk from Rogue Everything. One. Yeah, literally everything. And these are employees of Wayne, one of the divisions of Wayne Tech or something like that, an insurance company, and they sort of deal with ramifications of of the damage done with superheroes in a world where worlds get destroyed. So it's comedy, so it could be very divisive, it could be shit. But the people involved, like Danny Pudi, Alan Turk, I mean, you know, bring it on, so... And there's jokes about Batman and Superman in it, so it's set in the world where they exist, so here's hoping it's really, really good. Okay. All right. Emerald City, that just started last week. It's a modern, gritty take on Wizard of Oz. I'm willing to give that a go. There's a Taken TV series, because what's the best thing about Taken? The first movie. That's it. (laughs) 
Do you want to know the origins of... So, no Liam Neeson. So, backstory? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, well, it's coming. That's for you, maybe, then. The first little five minutes of the cold open of Taken 1 kind of shows you that he can be a badass. Like Lethal Weapon? Yeah. Who've been watching the prequel show? No. No. So, anyway, yeah, someone thought, oh, uh, what? Transporter? That was a decent show. It was a decent movie. But, yeah, again, Which I one? gave up. <laughs> <laughs> There's, There's a lot of five them. of them. Yeah, isn't it? well, that's a show. Sneaky Pete sounds dodgy. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. A lot of these shows now are coming out to the different streaming services. And it's Gianna Rabisi, who was a con man who was in jail, and he got out and he took up the persona of a character he was in jail with. So he goes back to town, sort of taking his role. But there, he's on the, the person he's taking the role of is sort of being hunted by Brian Cranston. Now that's the only reason I'm excited about this is Brian Cranston. Oh, Rabisi's a good actor. He's all right, but he's not Brian Cranston. So, no. sneaky Pete, Brian Cranston, give that a go. The Deuce, which is a HBO series set in the 1970s sex industry. Okay, so not Franco. about a dude that's hanging a turd. No, well, it might happen. <laughs> it's HBO. Now, this is something that might be more in your thing with Feud, which is an anthology series from Ryan Murphy, who did Glee, and then he American went and did American Horror, Horror, Horror Story, yeah. and I think Screen Queens is his as well. Yeah. So, this is about feuds. So, it's, each season will be at a different feud. And this feud is about the two actresses that were in Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Oh, yeah. So, um, this could be interesting. So, mm-hmm. And it's got Stanley Tucci in it, so... Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. An eight-episode series on country music channel called Sun, which is about Sun Records and the evolution of that, and it's in everything from Johnny Cash up to Elvis and Jerry Lee Lewis and stuff. So that, that could be interesting. It could be good. Yeah. Trial and Error. Now, this is a... John Lithgow plays a poetry professor who's accused of murder, and this is about someone coming to the, the town to defend him on the case, and he doesn't want to defend it. And apparently it's a comedy. So I have no idea what that's going to be, but John Lithgow's good. Yeah, he, he's shown both the fact that he can be in movies and TV, because mm-hmm. he was in Dexter for a while as well, wasn't he, John Lithgow? Yes, he was. And Third yeah. Rock from the Sun. Yes, well, obviously. Yeah. I was thinking more his uh, dramatic te- television roles, but mm-hmm. yeah. And he can do comedy, so yeah. it'd be interesting. Time After Time, which is it's a series of Jack the Ripper coming to modern day times and killing, so it's set in America, unfortunately, but as you do. But there was a movie, I think, in the 70s called Time After Time, which is the same story this is just a modernised version but I think it's become a police procedural with time after time Jean-Claude Van Johnson which is Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> taking the piss out of himself The Tick which is coming out to full season yeah we talked about that briefly last year when you watched the pilot so yep. it's good to see that that's been picked up yep. Big Hero 6 is getting a TV series a 2D animated series not a not the 3D but still could be a bit of fun Future Man has a guy who's really good at computer games and he has to help people out I'm not sure Making History is about time travellers but it's from the guys who did the Lego movie so I will give them a shot because that movie was very very good 13 reasons why is it's a netflix series someone commits suicide and she sends out 13 notes or tapes or something out to 13 people that sort of pretty much cause the person to commit suicide and that's sort of thing. so hmm. probably be 13 episodes long going knowing hopefully going with it and could be interesting and then there's tom clancy's jack ryan which is a tv series on amazon which is We've seen many incarnations of the Jack Ryan character, from Alec Baldwin to Harrison Ford and Chris Pine, I think. Or was it Matt Damon? No, I think it was Chris Pine. Yeah. And Ben Affleck. So now we've got John Kazarinski, or whatever his name is, from The Office, as the latest version of Jack Ryan. So there's a bit of TV to look forward to, on top of the TV that I'm already watching. Exactly. Because I'm sure you're going to be watching your Broken Skull Challenge. 
Well, they, that has just started up again, but I haven't actually watched any of them yet. And as I said, Sherlock started, and I'm about halfway through the first episode of that. But that'll end up being, what, three episodes in the season of Sherlock, so I'll get through that pretty quickly. There will be the usual... We said we wouldn't mention them, but I, I will anyway. We've got Stranger Things Series 2 is meant to be sometime this year. Game of Thrones will be back again sort of April-May sort of time. So there is stuff to watch. And I'm sure there'll be other crappy reality shows that I pick up along the way as well. But yes, that, that's quite a lot of television a lot of but all these things I mean they may not make four episodes that's, yeah. that's what you look at here oh, well, I suppose anything with Amazon or Netflix or that they are finished so you will get at least a season out of these and that's not to mention any season coming back there's yeah. other shows coming back so yeah plenty of TV what are you interested in seeing did we miss any? No, I think the, the main one for me will be Twin Peaks, but then it will be interesting to see if I can keep the attention with it, being the fact that it, it is week to week. I, I may probably wait a little while and then catch up. I, I don't know. There may be spoilers. I well, there probably will be spoilers, which was the only problem with that sort of stuff. But yeah, Twin Peaks is probably my big thing that I'm looking forward to this year. Yep, excellent. All right, what about the big screen? Well, there's a few movies coming out this year as well. Yes, well, I've kind of gone chronological. Well, you go and I I will throw things in if I have to. All right, so January, we're halfway through by the time this episode comes out anyway. The only thing that I was probably excited about in January is the new Triple X movie. Really? Yeah. The other one, you and Vin. Well, what is it? Triple X Return of Xander Cage with Vin Diesel. Yep, and Ruby Rose. Yep. And the other Aussie guy, Bryce Courtney. No, Bryce Courtney's a writer. Then the other guy. I don't know. From Suicide Squad. Captain Boomerang. Him. I quite like the first Triple X movie. Jai Courtney, that's right. I I quite like the first Triple X movie. I even like the second Triple X movie with Ice Cube rather than Vin. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would rush out to see this at the cinema, but when it comes on Foxtel or DVD, I'd probably make the effort to see it. I don't think there's anything else in January. Well, did you look at the Australian release dates? Is that what you're I I looked at IMDb, so it's probably the American release dates. No, because there's one in January, which is the Lego Batman movie. Okay, see, I've got that written down for February. Yeah, and the thing is, it's not coming out in Australia for another two or three months after that. So I dare say it will be pirated and watched by everyone in Australia, not at the cinemas, because whoever's releasing Warner Brothers are fuckwits. Yeah. Something that big, you do not hold back. You, they're waiting for a holiday period, obviously. But no, you, you fools. Hmm. That's all I can say. Because people will go and see that, regardless of whether it's the holidays or not. Exactly. So yes, yeah, so I've got that written down for February. Hmm. Also in February, I've got John Wick 2, or John Wick Chapter 2, they're calling it. Now, I haven't actually seen John Wick, but we Me did neither. talk about when that came out that that was meant to be really good. So maybe I should watch the first one before I come and watch the second one. And the other thing I've got written down here, which I've seen trailers for a couple of times and I've been at the cinema lately, is Great Wall, mm-hmm. which isn't about a Korean car company. It's about supernatural Chinese people played by Matt Damon. Yeah. Which caused a bit of a stir, I think, having the fact that he is far from being Chinese. No. But if Tom Cruise can be the last samurai, I can't see why. Well, he was playing in a, a white character in that. Oh, was he? But he was accepted by the Japanese people, which was bullshit. That would never have happened. Hmm. But anyway, I don't know if Matt Damon, who he's playing and why he's, you know, a Westerner fighting monsters of the Great War. But hey, who knows? Yeah. It, it looks impressive. Yeah. And I think it's made by a Chinese company. Yeah. Hmm. Well, speaking of whitewashing, at the end of March, we have Ghost in the Shell, which has Scarlett Johansson playing a Japanese character. Or yeah. maybe not, but visually that looks impressive as far as the trailer goes. So I do remember liking the anime, but I only watched it the once and it's kind of dull. It's very beautiful, but kind of dull. Yeah, I can't remember enough of it to say whether I liked it or not. Exactly. So, yeah, this might be another don't bother going to the cinema. It might be a wait till it's on DVD. So that's March for me. What have you got? We've got Logan. Yes. 
the the next Wolverine movie with Old Man Logan. It looks great. Yeah, based on the trailers. It looks like an art film. Awesome. Which is great, yep. Something that I'm quite excited about is T2, Trainspotting 2. Yes, I thought you would be. Because Trainspotting was a great film. And I think that based off the trailers, they've got enough nods to the original to make this quite a good continuation of the story. Like, I, I, I liked Trainspotting for what it was. And the soundtrack was memorable, and the actors that came out of it were amazing. A but it's not a fun movie no. for me. So it's not like it didn't grab me like it has other people. Yeah, it's, like, it's oh, not amazing. No, and it's sort of like it's, it's not fun. Yeah, where other people loved it for what it was, but it's like I can't buy into it like that. It's very good, but it's just like I don't. You're not meant to like them. It's not cool, but it was cool. was cool, wasn't it? Well, that's the problem. It's like to me, I looked at it going, "No one's cool." Like that, and they shouldn't make them cool because yeah. So for me, it wasn't my thing. Yep. All right. So also in March, we've got the live-action Beauty and the Beast. Yep. With Emma Watson. Mm Mm-hmm. And I can't remember who was playing Beast. Probably doesn't matter. I've forgotten. Someone with if I knew enough CGI to make him look like a beast. Yep. We've also got another animated kids movie called Boss Baby that I saw the trailers for that kind of looked okay. That's Alec Baldwin, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Alec Baldwin voicing the baby trying to get other kids to take over the world. Yeah. We had the Power Rangers movie, which I'm not sure if I'm keen on or not. I'm interested, because it's funny, because on the other podcast I do Geek Dudes, Fresh, who's the host of that show, is just so anti-Power Rangers, I don't know why. Now, I never really... I was too old when the show came out on telly, but I sort of paid attention to it because I still couldn't get over being a kid. And I noticed the show was shit, but it had giant robots, so it was kind of cool, but it was just weird how you had these really bad rubber suits, but... Every episode had a different rubber suit monster. And it was like pretty amazing some of the levels it went to. And you had the American bit they filmed with the American actors. And then they just chop in the Japanese TV show, which is them in the suits and the robots and everything. So it was a fascinating concept that way. And it's been going for 20-something years now. Now, in the same way I grew up with Voltron or, you know, Master Universe or any of these sort of things, Star Wars, there are people who've grown up with Power Rangers. So this movie is not for me. This movie is for them. It's for those people, exactly. And I'm hoping they do it justice. Like, if it's good or bad, or I just want a good movie. Whether it's a homage or a this or a reinterpretation, if I go in there and say, that was fun, I really enjoyed that, I want to see more of it. Because Pacific Rim, I wanted to see a giant robot movie. And it was. It just was a bit too... Took itself a little too seriously. And the human bits took away from the fact that it was a giant robot movie. Yeah. So I'm hoping, looking at the trailer for this, it's still it's a bit kiddie. It's like teen movie, and there's probably going to be a lot of teen angst in it. And maybe not as much robots as I'd like, but if they can do it, if they pull off a really entertaining movie, I'm happy, because that's all I want. Good films. Don't care what the franchises are, as long as they come away entertained. So, yeah, bring on the Power Rangers. All right. Well, something else in March that I'm surprised you didn't mention yourself is Kong Skull Island. I didn't see it on the list I was looking at, but yes, goddammit, that I'm super excited about. You being the huge fan of gorillas that you are? Mm-hmm. A huge gorilla. Yeah, and this is a pretty huge gorilla. It's a big fuck-off gorilla. Yeah, mm. no, it looks great. The trailers look awesome. John C. Riley playing Dennis Hopper from Apocalypse Now. It's just sort of... <laughs> there's a lot going on. John Goodman, um, Samuel Jackson, Loki. Yeah, so it, it should be good. And it's leading up to a Godzilla movie, like Godzilla Kong, so, you know, bring it again. I want it to be good. I want it to be entertaining. Give me more. Give me more. And, and that definitely looks like something that you would want to see on the big screen, just for the pure definitely. size of it all. Yeah. All right, so April. I've only got one thing written down for see, April for Kong me. should have come out in April. Uh-huh. I yeah. see what you did there. Yeah. 
Yeah. But the only thing I've got written down in April is Fast and the Furious That's 8. That's the only thing you need Fate to Fate of down. the Furious. Fate of the Furious, we, yes. We, really, we could have just done this whole episode and just said, the movie we're most looking forward to in 2008, no, mm-hmm. is not. In 2017 is Fate of the Furious. Yeah. Because every time they have one of these movies, they just take it one step further. I mean, I still think Fast Five is the best as far as a, a solid film. Yeah. The others have gone to levels of craziness and they're entertaining as hell. This one looks like they realised what happened last time was putting the, the rock in a hospital room for most of the film was a mistake. Yeah. Because as much as Vin Diesel is a producer now, and I think, you know, it's got to be me, you know, because he got to beat up the rock on this and that, I think they realised, I think the rock's more important than Vin, or equally as important, so we need both. I'm hoping there's a lot more rock this time around. Well, speaking of rock... In May, we have the Baywatch reboot mm-hmm. with The Rock and Zac Efron. Which looks fun. And I can't remember who the girl in it is. Alexandra something or other? I think she was in the Percy Jackson movies. When Actually, when they announced that they were going to make a Baywatch movie, I was like, oh, we don't need a Baywatch movie. No. But just by watching, watching the trailer... It looks fun. It does look fun. It, it doesn't look like the Baywatch TV show. And I've got to tell you, I, as we went through our best of last year, I hardly saw any movies. Yeah. Comedies were not something I saw. Because I don't have time to see comedies. I'll see Temple, I'll see the big genre films, the spot, you know, sci-fi blockbusters. But I'm not seeing Bad Neighbours or anything like this. So this looks like a big comedy yeah, film. Yeah, it, it looks like there was going to be enough action in it to be a comedy. Yeah. Reminiscent of probably something like Pain and Gain. That sort a of bit more funny. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's that action comedy type movie. Sort of, I suppose, probably more funny than a Lethal Weapon or a Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, probably sort of less fun. action than that. More comedy and less action. I don't yeah, know. It'd be interesting to see. I mean, it looks good. Like, I mean, The Rock's just charismatic and bring it on. That's what I want to see. So that's May. I've also got Alien Covenant down here for May, I which is Ridley Scott going back to the Alien franchise. I did see that on IMDb, but I'm not a huge fan of the latest instalments of Alien since Prometheus came out. So no, Prometheus was I haven't really bothered. Yeah, this is hopefully more to form. I've also got written down for May Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. No, I'm ignoring that. If it's any good, I'll go see it, but I'll, I'll wait till reviews come out on that one. Yeah, that could go either way. Based on on the fact that the director and all the you know producers and everyone was at odds with each other of what sort of movie they actually wanted to make and it's taken them I think two years to actually get this off the ground so mm-hmm. who knows and, and Johnny Depp's not good anymore no he's just a little bit off the rails yeah but speaking of Marvel blockbusters we've well, also well May 4th is Star Wars Day yes, yes. May 5th yeah. what's better than Star Wars Guardians of the Galaxy yeah <laughs> yes so Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 they're calling it mm-hmm with Groot as a toddler. Which looks great. I mean, could you improve on Baby Groot? Yeah, they have. Yeah. Well, they've teased it that it's better. And the fact that they haven't really given away much Anything. in the trailers, except Anything. the first few minutes of the film. Well, they said what you're seeing in the trailer is in the first 30% of the movie. So we know nothing. And that's fine. As opposed to with Star Wars, when that came out in Rogue One, they just kept bringing out more and more trailers for the film before. It's like, stop it. You've got my money. Just stop showing me. I don't want to know. I want to see it in the cinema. So I'm hoping with Guardians, I mean, there'll be more trailers closer to date. But it's like, no, hmm. don't show me anymore. You've sold me with Baby Groot or Toddler Groot. So okay. May, Baywatch, yes. Then we go to June. Have you got anything for June? I've got quite a few things for June. Yes, we are hitting the American summer blockbuster season. Yeah. So I've got June 2nd, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Seen Dawn of Justice, you know her musical sting, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. See, uh, we talked about this off air the other day that I'm not a DC movie fan, you're not a girl either. No, I well, I haven't. Why do you hate women? I know it's not that, I just haven't seen any DC movies. I I didn't see Dawn of Justice, I didn't see Suicide Squad, I just haven't seen a, a DC movie for a long time. 
a decent movie. <laughs> you could just say the same thing, but you I haven't could, seen yes. I haven't seen any of the latest round of DC Universe movies. Any Nolan Batman's. I didn't even see all of the Nolans. I, I still haven't seen the last one where oh, Bane. I, I envy you. Yeah. Yeah. So Wonder Woman, I've written it down, but it means nothing to me. I'm hoping it's good. Like I mean, the DC films, I, I I'm tuned to like them, but I can understand people won't. They're not the fun romps that Guardian of the Galaxy is going to be and that sort of stuff. So I'm hoping, and they're saying they're putting more and more humour in each time because they need to do it because they're spending a lot of money on these films and they're banking on them being success because they've got to compete with Marvel. They're just not fun. Like, if you want to, you know, you come away. Like, Prometheus I didn't like, but I've had so many good discussions on that movie. Breaking it down, what works, what doesn't, what's this meant to mean, all this and that. So I've done the same with Dawn of Justice and Man of Steel. But they're not fun romps. You don't come away going, wasn't that fun. Let's go watch Guns of the Galaxy again. You don't get that. Yeah. So I'm hoping, and Wonder Woman's probably not that movie, but I'm hoping it's, you know, at least up there with Captain America, the first Avenger. You know, it's a, it's a good introduction to the character and it's a fun action film that's a little bit better than just your average. And the importance of having a female-led character movie be successful is pretty good and important too because you don't want another Catwoman. You don't want another Elektra. You don't want them to turn around and say, see, female leads don't work. We're not going to make any anymore. Because Marvel still haven't made a lead, a female-led one yet. They've talked about Captain Marvel. That's coming eventually. But if Wonder Woman flops, they could argue and turn around and say, no, we're going to make another Iron Man instead because it's safer. So there's a lot of pressure on it. And one of the reasons I see this as important is because... I see how excited my sister is about this movie. Because I've grown up, you've grown up with Star Wars, with Superman, with Batman, with Bionic Man, all these, you know, TV shows and things. Since we were kids, we've always had all these male-led heroes, you know, to look up to. Where my sister grew up, she's older than me, she's had Wonder Woman. That is it. You can say the Bionic Woman is another one, but that's all she's had for 40 years. Yeah. So she was so excited watching Batman Superman when Wonder Woman turned up. She's like, this is awesome. You know, and it's, you joke saying it's a hero of my very own, like having a black superhero or something for black people. You know, it's sort of like, kind of is important and it's kind of good to get right. So Exactly. If they, it, if they do it right, it should work. And so I'm hoping it is. And for, for more reasons than I just want a good movie, it's like, mm-hmm. I want I want a lot of diversity in my movies. I don't want just blonde white guys as the leads of my superhero movies. Yeah. So anyway, so one one. It's important, unfortunately. Yep. A couple more comic related type movies we've got in June as well. World War Z two. Oh really? Yeah. I I, see I've only seen about half of World War Z and it didn't grab me. It's, it's I'm sort of done with zombie apocalypses. It's sort of like... I mean, it's an interesting take on it. I mean, it's based on a book, but the book is very different. It's not something you could film because it's sort of written in diary form and things like that. So it's not a narrative. So they've had to take this book that's all these different people's stories in a zombie apocalypse. So it's a chapter of one person, another chapter is another person. So they've tried to put a narrative through that. So you've got this, you know, Brad Pitt character going through and trying to... Hmm. survive and save the day so it's not really based on that but it's an interesting world that they built the zombies there but with things like The Walking Dead and Resident Evil and every other zombie film that's out there it's like yeah, I've sort of seen it. Do you it. really need it? I don't really need yeah. it. Yeah, we've also got the next instalment in the Transformers series, which is Transformers: The Last Night. They suck me in every time. I'm going to spend my money. I'm going to be there opening weekend. I'm going to say this is the one. You're going to win me back, please. But I know I'm going to get burnt again. Probably. Yeah, but I, I want them to be. I want it to be good. I love Transformers. And they're now continuing with Mark Wahlberg being the main character, are they? Well, they brought Josh Deschanel back. Yeah, but it looks like in the trailer they've introduced some like teenage kids, sort of like. 
14, 15 year olds. So maybe he's gone back to realising that we don't need to talk about statutory rape. Maybe <laughs> we should go back to the original Star Wars movie, which Spielberg tell Michael Bay said, this is a kid's film. This is a kid in his first car. This is what this movie's about. And there's heart in that first film. Not a lot, but there's a little bit. Yeah. There's no heart in any of the films subsequent. Where maybe bringing kids back into the fold sort of brings it back to robots are cool. Kids think robots are cool. You go into that movie and you just become a kid again and you want to see it. You don't want to hear about Satoshiro or, or the Romeo and Juliet clause in the law, which means if you're over 18, you can sleep with a 17-year-old. Why is that in a Transformers film? Ridiculous! Yeah. But yeah, so um, they got my money because even if they're boring movies and they're overlong, they do look good. Like, they're expensive. Yep. So, All right, so we've also got uh, The Kingsman Golden Circle which I don't think is about canned pineapple. No. I, I wasn't I con- totally convinced one. with the first Kingsman. So, yeah. I, I we weren't. I loved it. I, I liked one scene in it, and then it kind of lost me a little bit with the fact that it went on too long. It was like my Deadpool for the year before, where it's like, this is the movie that's not taking itself seriously. It's hyper-violent. It's, those movies used to get back in the 80s, like Robocop well, or it, That's whatever. what it should have been, and if it was half an hour shorter, I think it would, would have been that. I just think it dragged a bit too long. Well, it's the same director, and he's done some good stuff, so maybe the Mark Milanus has come away, and it's the director, Vaughn, doing it. So, yeah, hopefully, um, it's got Channing Tatum in it this time, and they've brought Colin Firth back somehow. Mm. So, um, I'm looking forward to it. Like, the first one was such a fun movie, and it's rare that you come away going, that was fun. Like, Deadpool was that, Guardians of the Galaxy was that, Kingsman, to me, was that as well. Okay, well, also being the fact that it is the summer holidays in America, we've also got a couple of big-name kids' movies coming out. We've got Cars 3. Yeah. Which I think hopefully will go back to the feel of the original Cars. Cars 2 didn't really do it for me. I am But the first Cars movie is almost a perfect animated movie. Really? I think so. Okay. And we've also got Despicable Me 3. Oh, wow. Which, after they kind of dropped the ball a little bit with Minions, I'm kind of hoping with the addition of bringing back Groot and the human characters, Despicable Me 3 might pick up where they left off. Mm-hmm. And there is also going to be a Captain Underpants movie based on the children's book. Animated or... I'm not sure. Is there a live-action version? No. Maybe. I don't know. No. With Rupert Grint? What was that movie? I don't think Wonder that was Pants, Captain, That was, yeah, Wonder Pants, Thunderpants, something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, but no, this is Captain Underpants, okay. which is a, a kid's book about two kids that kind of convince their school principal that he should be a superhero by making him wear his underpants. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure I and, will learn to read that when my kid gets older. And I've got written down here... The Mummy, yep. which I think Tom Cruise is the Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, I'm not sure about that either. Being the fact that Tom Cruise can go either way, I think he's pretty good. Like, forget the him as a person. I think in movie wise, Edge of Tomorrow is fantastic, and yeah. this looks like Edge of Tomorrow because it's got him in a plane that crashes, sitting in one of those transport carrier planes. But it's it's this is actually the beginning of a franchise. The Dracula Untold was that last year, the really big flop. Yeah. Yeah, that was meant to be the start of a new shared universe of Universal Monster movies. And that was a flop, so that doesn't count anymore. So this is the start. So you've got Tom Cruise playing... So it's set in modern, and the the font looks the same as the Brett and Fraser Mummy movie, so I don't know if it's set in the same universe as that, but set now, like as a modern-day movie. But I don't know if he's a Van Helsing or just a person who's involved in a mummy sort of doing shit. So, I mean, special effects-wise, it looks all right. But it's also got Russell Crowe in it, and he's playing Jekyll and Hyde. So... This is part of that shared universe. So there's Jekyll and Hyde, Invisible Man, all those sort of things. So how well it goes, and I don't know if people are really looking for a Universal Monster shared movie, cinematic universe, but... Who knows? Uh, if it makes money... Again, it, it all comes down to if it's done well, and if it's entertaining, I don't care. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I had the mummy down as well. War for the Planet of the Apes is in July. Yep. Now, I love the first two. Now, I'm, admittedly, I haven't gone back to watch any of them, but I've come away from both of them going, that was amazing, I really want to buy that on Blu-ray, and have never gone any more further than that. Mm. So, it's something I do want to see, but it's... They're sort of one viewings. A lot of movies don't really grab me anymore to go that i got to buy, i got to do. Yeah, it, it's hard to find something that will grab your attention enough to want to go back and you know, spend another two hours to watch it again. I haven't watched any of the new versions I of I can Planet recommend the them. Apes. They're yeah. really, really good. The, the effects do look good. The CGI of the apes riding the horses and stuff does look amazing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I recommend They're very, very good. That's July 14, according to my list, but who knows, these dates could all change. 21st of July, we have Dunkirk, which is the Christopher Nolan and Dunkirk movie which is the World War 2 battle which just looks really grey and depressing hmm. sounds like Christopher Nolan okay yeah I, when I saw the trailer for this I thought it reminded me a lot of Saving Private Ryan but I don't know if it's a bigger story than that or if it's literally just the battle for two hours hmm. I mean be. we have no idea hmm. um, we've also got Spider-Man Homecoming in July on my list anyway no fair enough yeah I got all out of whack but yeah I, which again I'm not a huge fan of these reboots do you of, know what sold me on this yeah him swinging and Iron Man flying, flying beside behind, him yeah. that's what sold me on it not, not another Spider-Man film because like I've seen it a lot now, but having Iron Man in there, that's what sold it for me. I, I think that's what will sell a lot of people on this movie. The fact that it isn't just Spider-Man, it is kind of a, almost a, an Avengers light. And it's going to be a kids' film. Like yeah. it's a, like teenage kids going to go watch this and go, yeah, this is me, mm. you know, because it's there's you know in the scenes it's a like a, a Disney comedy show. You know, you got your two teenage boys talking about the girl he's into. It's sort of like very basic, and that's all you need to do to make these movies successful. You don't need to overcomplicate. And in July, we've also got the Dark Tower, which is the Stephen King. It's meant to be amazing. Like, I've got friends who are Stephen King fans, and they've talked about this series of books, which has taken 20-something years to write and are still going. Yeah. And it's meant to be strange. Like, it's set in a fantasy world, but there's, like, cowboy gunslingers, and they transfer to our world for a while and go back. So I have no idea about this at all. And I'm very keen to actually maybe get an audiobook and listen. I've but read if the you first can give me some one. time to, like, yeah. listen, that would be awesome. I, yeah. I've read the first of the Dark Tower books, and it didn't grab me, but I think it's something that you probably had to read all of them, and then it kind of makes a lot more sense. Well, the first one was written in the early 80s, I think, so who knows. Well, I I was a Stephen King fan back in the day, so... But it was very different for... Oh, it's... It wasn't Cujo or Carrie or... Exactly. It's not part of his horror type stuff. No. But, yeah. And that's got Edris Alba Mm. starring in it, so, yeah, it it probably will be good. And also in July, we have Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, which is a terrible title, but it is based on a French comic. It looks pretty amazing. It looks a little bit like Abe's Odyssey, but that's all right. Directed by Luc Besson, and this is his first directorial movie since, I think, the fifth element. He's produced a lot, like all the Transporter movies and Taken, he produced and writes the concepts, but he hasn't directed a lot lately. And I think it might be Fifth Element, but he also did Leon the Professional, so he's a really good director. And this is a crazy-looking comic it looks a little bit like that Wachowski movie that came out a few years ago so it's sort of like it's not as groundbreaking as when the fifth element came out visually but it's sort of like um, give me something new give me something different please Hmm. just that so yeah i'm looking forward to that that should be good now this movie august 11 is actually my sleeper pick for the year it's a movie i didn't know about till today when i was looking up called baby driver no not on my list it's about a guy who is music based like he likes music he's a getaway driver okay written and directed by Edgar Wright. so it's going to be car chases set to music by Edgar Wright. Exactly. I mean, this is this could push Fast and the Furious for me potentially. And um, I, I actually watched it today. We'll watch after this. But directed a um, a film clip called Blue Song by Mint Royale, 
and it's a it's got Noel Fielding from Marty Bush. Marty Bush playing the getaway driver, and he's sort of a bit like what's that Bruce Willis movie? Die Hard. No. A bit like Hudson Hawk, where they're sort of like, oh, how long are you going to be? About three minutes. Well, three minutes or what? And he goes, well, about two minutes, 54. Two mi-, and he's going through his CD collection, sort of like flicking back and forth, and they're giving him all different times. So he's obviously got exact songs song, time yeah. to his sort of thing. And it's quite a funky little film clip. It's very not fielding. It's kind of cool. But yeah, so, you know, he's Scott Pilgrim. He's, you know, the Cornetto trilogy. Edgar Wright, he's good. Hmm. And I love space. So it's like, this this could be amazing. His, his, his eye for... It, it's unique. That's what I want out of cinema at the moment. Give me something different. When it comes to the blockbusters, anyway, I know there's a lot of indie films out there that are sort of pushing boundaries and doing different things, but when yeah, it comes so, to these movies... So far, we're up to August, and there's probably not one indie film that we've put on here. Those God are no. all big studios. God, no. And also in August, something that's probably not original, and that's the remake of Chips oh, is that- with Dax Shepard. I'm sure we mentioned this one other year. Do we? I'm sure we did, because this is another movie that's... Michael Pena as well, isn't it? Yeah, he's going to play the uh, Fonzarelli. Fonzarelli? Poncharelli? Poncharello? What's his name? Ponch. Ponch, but yeah. And then Dax Shepard's going to play the Larry Wilcox. Hmm. So it could be good. It's like Baywatch. Bring it on. Yeah. I mean, this is nostalgic. This is purely for us. So our era. You know, 21 Jump Street work. Yeah. You know, so... If done right, again, anything if done right, if could done be right, good. exactly. Stephen King, we just talked about. Yes, we did. So we've got it. Yeah. Can yes. they live up to Tim Curry's Pennywise? Well, this is the thing. You've read the book, I assume? Yes. You've seen the miniseries? Yep. You've done two things I haven't done. Okay. So I know of Pennywise. I know the quote, they all float down here. And that's about it. I've seen what he looks like, and I, but I, I'm. Should I see it before this movie, or should I just go and see the movie cold? I know I should read the book, but that's not going to happen. I think when they did the miniseries, there was a lot of stuff that was in the book that wasn't in the miniseries. And from what I've read about this movie, they're going to try and stick more to the book itself. The problem is the books are huge. Oh, yeah, in a miniseries, sure. at least you've got six hours to tell this. This has got an hour and a half to yeah. it the most. So it's going to be hard to squeeze it all in, unless that's there's a lot of said. fluff in the <laughs> Unless there's a lot of fluff in the book. Because it's a big book. I remember my sister was a big Stephen King fan, and she was reading it, and that was the biggest book she had, mm. was It. I don't think she ever had The Stand. I think that's bigger, but mm. It was massive. Oh, I thought you meant she had a stand to put the... Um, you need one. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's coming out. We've also got the Lego Ninjago movie coming out in September. I'm not a fan of Ninjago. I don't know if it's the same people that are making the, the actual Lego it'll Batman or anything like that. Or whether it's, it'll be, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Now, October, on my list, I've got written down Blade Runner 2049. Yep. Now, for a long time, I used to think Blade Runner was my favourite movie. I think it's probably been surpassed now, but it's definitely holds a place Blade in Yenta. my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Holds a place in my heart. So I think... Or Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants too. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of movies that have come since Blade Runner. But I, I don't know. I'm kind of hoping... Yeah, exactly. I'm kind of hoping that this is going to be awesome. Harrison Ford is one of those actors where I think if he was in a good mood when he was filming, it'll be a good film. And if he enjoyed himself while he was filming like he did with... Force Awakens. But, I mean, his, his, his character's not a... I mean, the thing, Han Solo's a fun character. Yeah. Yeah, he's having fun, he's swashbuckling, he's grumpy. You know, that, and that works. But Deckard is not a fun character. It's a noir film, you know. He's just sort of... He's going through the motions, everything happening around him. So, this is going to be Ryan Gosling's film. I, I, I don't know. I wasn't looking for this film. I don't think many people were. I think many, most Blade Runner fans were happy with... Blade Runner. The fact that Blade Did Runner 47 was, different cuts. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was enough self-contained. You didn't need more. Yeah. No one looked for the rest of the story. Yeah. People questioned things, but then no one looked for it. So, yeah, I'm... 
I'm definitely intrigued, and I'll probably go see it, mm. but I wasn't looking for this. But no one was looking for a Chips movie either, but I'll, I'm looking for that. I think Dak Shepard was looking for a Chips yeah. movie. All right, November, we've got another couple of big comic book movies. We've got Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. And I really liked the first Thor. I was not too sure about the second Thor. Second Thor felt small for whatever reason. I don't I don't mind it. I think it's quite fun. I, I love the Thor universe. First one, I think, scrap. Fantastic. It, it really opened up the Marvel universe. Problem with the second one, and it wasn't, it's not a problem, but they sort of had a game of Portal at the end at Greenwich. And it wasn't... And the, and the good thing, it wasn't a big spire of light in the sky where they're going to fight minions of robots that are faceless sea. Which is most movies nowadays. But it did feel like a Doctor Who episode. And I think I've mentioned that in the past. No, I definitely have. It just feels like that. And that's why it didn't feel grand enough for what I was expecting. But I actually don't mind it. But it's obviously very forgetful. Because no one talks about it at all. The villains were pretty boring in that. Except for Loki. So, yeah, that, that could be good. It might not be. We don't have the God Particle, which no one knows anything about. This is J.J. Abrams doing his secret thing. Um, Cloverfield Lane... And Cloverfield, so yep. it's it's the next one in that. So that could be anything, you know. JJ doesn't make bad movies, except maybe Star Trek Two. But um, <laughs> you know, when he's doing something that he wants to do, he's, it's generally interesting. Anyway, there's Red Sparrow, which is the Jennifer Lawrence like Russian spy movie. So yeah, we could get our you know female led superhero slash hero led movie. Well, you've, you've almost got that in the Hunger Games movies. Mm. Yeah, and they did well. Female hero. Until the end. Then they got a bit off the rails and they weren't that good. But I've also got written down for November the Justice League movie. Is that yep. coming out in November? Yep, November 17th. But yeah, as I said, I'm I'm not a DC. So I am a DC. <laughs> so it's not meaning a lot to me. But mm. I figured that would be something that you would be quite keen yes, on. Yes, a week before my birthday. How handy is that? Mm. Yes, um, there's a murder on the Orient Express. Now, I'm excited to this because you can do an ensemble cast. And as Kenneth Banner directing, and he's playing Hercule Poirot. And Johnny Depp plays the victim, like the murdered body. And there's a bunch of actors in it. I can't remember offhand. But it was like, oh, that looks... But the problem with Agatha Christie is... Once you know who did yeah. it, that's it. You don't get a rewatch out of it. There was actually on telly this week. There was Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile, and I've, I've, they're kind of fun to watch for that reason because the characters are so bombastic in a way. They're very so. It's like it could be fun, but it's not. My only reference to Murder on the Orient Express is when the goodies did it. So I, I don't really know the true story or the the, oh, okay. the original film or anything well, uh, like that. I probably haven't seen it in long enough, so I won't know. So it will be a surprise if I don't go back. I don't like Agatha Christie the same way I like Sherlock Holmes. The thing with Agatha Christie is she... All the facts are there. Like, everything is there for you to figure it out. Where Sherlock Holmes, you're never going to figure it out because you do not know what Holmes knows. So she is a a legit mystery writer where Sherlock Holmes... No, they're just stories. So And I'm terrible at picking up on mysteries and that, so... They're fun movies to watch, but yeah, I don't figure it out. I never do. All right, so rounding out the year for December. Yeah, little film. Yeah, Jumanji, the remake of that, oh, also starring The Rock. The Rock, yeah. And someone else was in that as well. Karen Gillan. And Kevin Hart. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, they're just doing everything together, aren't they? They must be. So, mm. yeah, that looked kind of cool. We've also got another sequel. Yep. In Pitch Perfect 3. Mm-hmm. Now, again, Are they just going to get worse and worse? Well, yeah, maybe. Because I was so pumped for Pitch Perfect 2, and then it turned out to be an absolute fizzer. Yeah. It's- had some moments, but it wasn't... I've watched Pitch Perfect 1 a lot. Yeah. Like, when it came down to, let's just watch something. Oh, let's put that on. That's fun. I've never done that with Pitch Perfect 2, unfortunately. I think the problem with Pitch Perfect 2 was there was kind of the surprise 
good bits in Pitch Perfect 1, so Fat Amy and that sort of stuff, and then they kind of made them too much of the main story in Pitch Perfect 2. And the stupid thing with Pitch Perfect 2 is they brought the new girl in and she wrote original songs. So they're singing original songs. Well, that's not what you got into. You got into a song that you knew and you sort of sang along in your head at least watching the movie because you knew the song. Don't try and create something out of nothing. And... I mean, I'm never going to buy into someone singing an original song in front of a big audience and all of a sudden everyone buys into it because it's such a great song. Never. I've gone and seen bands I absolutely adore and they've played their new stuff and I've hated it. And it wasn't until I bought the CD and I've loved it later on, but never the first time I've heard a song live by a band I love have I gone, this is amazing and got bought into it. Never. You, so that you've never heard a song for the very first time and just thought, yep, this is the greatest Not song. Live. Not live? Okay. Not live. Smells Like Teen Spirit is the closest thing I've got to that. See, I was going to say that seagulls poke your head thing by the bad lip reading (laughs) where they do Star Wars, because the first time I saw that, I thought, this this is the greatest song ever. But, yeah, I I don't know. But live, no, because you don't get that that feeling. I mean, I have seen bands live for the first time and I knew nothing about it, and it's like, this is great. Then I'm going to get the CD and it doesn't have the energy of that. So, but it's different. I don't know, they're, they're different things. So, yeah, Pitch Perfect 2, just sort of, I don't know. They tried. It was a hard thing to do. Mm. They were trying to catch lightning in a bottle again and it didn't quite work. work. All right. And obviously the big movie for December this year. Star Wars 8, which we still don't have a title for. No. Which I'm surprised. I'm sure by the time we come around to May when they have their, what do they call it, Star Wars? D23. Oh, uh, yeah. They're the Star Wars convention. The Star Wars convention. I'm sure by then they will probably have a name for it. You'd hope so. I'm just surprised that, yeah, we're in the same year as it coming out and they haven't given us a name yet. I'm sure when Rogue... uh, Not Rogue One. When Force Awakens came out, I'm sure even this far removed from when it came out... We would have known. There was more buzz about it. And I think there... Well, that was marketing and they had to. Now they don't have to. Because they've had Rogue One. So everything's been focused on Rogue One. Now Rogue One's been and gone and made a shitload of money. Now they can sort of start talking about it again. Mm. Because... Star Wars is owned by Disney now. Disney just made $4 billion for the year, mind you. <laughs> well, I buy, what was it? Zootopia? It would have been Moama was Disney. Moana, yeah. Moana, yeah. And Finding Dory. So Finding Dory and Zootopia. I think Finding Dory made a billion. Zootopia did really well, dollars-wise. You've had Captain America Civil War, and you had Star Wars The Force Awakens. So they had a... And, and well, that was last year. This year you've had $800 million coming out of Star Wars Rogue One. So they have made December, wasn't it? Yeah, so yeah. they have made an absolute mint this year. So they're balancing it really well, but it's sort of like, are they separate entities where we go, all right, let's push Spider-Man for a while, we won't push Star Wars just yet, or are they their own things where we, we can afford to push both because they're not stepping on each other. Yeah, when you heard how much they spent to buy Star Wars, how much they spent to buy Pixar, all these sort of things that Marvel bought, and you're going, well, Disney did all right. Yeah. I, I don't think Disney make bad decisions. They, they Some of the stuff that they do may seem a bit dodgy at the time, but it always seems to pay off for them. Mm. So, yeah. I think they're looking at buying Netflix. Really? Mm. Mm. Interesting. But other than that, that's my list. I don't know if there was anything that you had on your list that we missed. That's a good place to end, I think. Yeah. Once you get to Star Wars, you can't go anywhere else. Well, again, when Force Awakens came out, we sort of talked about all our other movies and then we just finished on Star Wars because there was just that so much hype for it. And hopefully this will live up to the hype not that there's been quite as much hype no yet not yet it will oh, I'm sure. I mean, now Rogue One's gone this is what we've got to get used to because the problem with The Force Awakens was we had from announcement to the movie coming out there was a long time a lot of discussion a lot of speculation a lot of promotion because it was a gamble 
people have been burnt with the prequels. Do we, is it going to be any good? Is it going to be that? It succeeded. It did really well. People are relaxed now. We've had Rogue One. Now, that was a big deal because this is the first non-Skywalker movie. This is a Star Wars tale or whatever they're calling it. So it's like, all right, we've got to push this as its own thing. And people have to get used to what these are now. So we're going to get the next Skywalker movie. And then uh, one after that's the Han Solo movie. So we're all, we're used to it now. Mm. But we're going to be in this two-year cycle of saga films Star Wars Tales, Saga Film, Star Wars Tales. And the marketing behind it is going to be interesting. Like, we had to get used to a, a shared universe of Marvel movies where it's like, all right, we've got a movie here which is connected to this one, but this is its own thing, and you're going to get movies feeding into other movies yeah. and things like that. So it, it, it's a new time for us. It's a new day. A new hope. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a busy-looking year going at that list. There's a lot coming out. So what are you looking forward to the most? I would probably say... Fast 8. I think so too. And probably a close second of that would be Star Wars. Uh, this again, baby driver, that <laughs> that has me intrigued. I'm really... Because I, I made my man Max call two years ago yeah. that that was going to be my movie of the year and no one else was ever talking about other things. But man Max, I still stand by, was the sleeper hit that came out. So I'm thinking, I'm hoping baby driver is my... Well, there is normally something call. that sort of comes out of nowhere. Like Deadpool last year. Yeah, and I, I know we haven't talked about it on the show because I hadn't seen it when we were recording, but we talked briefly last year about how Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them was coming out. I saw that over the holiday period. Yep. And that was probably the best movie I've seen in quite a long time. Well, so there will be a lot of expectation to live up to this year. We're going to get more of those for movies too, I think. I think if we If that are. did really well, yeah. like they're planning on expanding those. Oh, well, hopefully films. it did, because I, I thought that was actually better than the Harry Potter films. Wow. Just the way it was acted, produced, the effects were all really good. So okay. I don't know. There may be something that comes out of this that will blow us away. There may be something we haven't even mentioned. I know back in 2015, when we were going through our favourite movies of the year, my favourite was Ex Machina. Yeah. And I, I, that wasn't on anyone's radar. That was just came out of nowhere. And when I saw it, it yeah, it blew me away. So there might be there might be a little indie film. There might be some other, you know, not quite big blockbuster that comes out this year that will be better than everything. But yeah. Who knows? Cool. That's about it, I think, for Great Expectations. So yes. why don't you hit us up on the Facebook wall or send us an email and let us know what you're looking forward to most. You give us the details, I don't know them. Yes, <coughs> we are facebook.com slash the Massive Attack Podcast. You can also check out our newly redesigned website, which is themapodcast.podbean.com, and hit us up on our email, which is themapodcast at gmail.com, and all the places you would find podcasts. Cool. iTunes, Stitcher, all that sort of stuff. Now, we kind of teased it a little bit at the end of last year when we were doing our 12 Days special, but we are going to do a bit of a format change this year. And instead of us doing our what we've been doing over the last month sort of type chatter, we've decided that we kind of produce better shows and we enjoy the shows more when we have a topic. So this year, we're going to go to a fortnightly format and we're going to go the A to Z of Massive Attack. Basically. Basically. It's just random. Like, it's not totally random, but A, what we're... What we're actually doing is we're putting... Joe's putting in two topics. I'm putting two topics in a hat that start with A. We're going to draw one of those out, and then we have to... You know, that's our topic for the for the episode. And just say it was games. We put in for G, we're putting games. Now, you could t- you can interpret games however you want for it, and I'll interpret it my way. In the same way that we did our Welcome to My Worlds last year, that we each brought something to the table. It might be a more specific topic that we pull out, hmm. like Mario. Then we have to talk about our Mario memories. Yes. But yeah, so. R.I.P. Mario. Oh, you're not talking about Mario Milano, Australian uh, wrestling legend? 
Well, maybe if I just put Mario down, then we could interpret it that way. That's that's how it, that's how open this could be, or specific. But yeah, so it's not always going to be gaming, don't worry. Except maybe the first episode, but that's all right. But um, yeah, so we're going to try this for the year. So twenty six letters in the in the alphabet, fifty two weeks in the year, four nightly episodes should work out a dream. Timing wise, we may have to put a couple of episodes very closely together just yeah. so we can lead Do into our Christmas. twelve days at the end of the year. Which, but yes, so yeah. I, I think we're going to run with more frequent, shorter episodes. Yep. Because some of the feedback we have got is they like the shorter episodes a little bit more. Okay. But we'll see how we go. But yes, starting in a couple of weeks, we will have our A episode. And are we going to announce what it is? We're just going to jump in. Oh. All right. Well, we'll see you in a couple of weeks with the Massive Attack A to Z A. Yeah. And until then, thank you, Mitch. No worries. Thank you. And we'll talk to you soon.
Yeah.